Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brady's Corner. I'm Brady, and this is my corner. Today, we've got a very special guest with us, Arthur Hoffman, a friend of mine and colleague as well in the industry. Uh, welcome, Arthur. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the uh, the invite. I appreciate being here and look forward to the, the open conversation. So can't wait to get into it. Yeah, Arthur, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, where, where you're living and, and working and, and what you do. For sure. Yeah. I'm, uh, so I am a, a 46 year old internet guy that loves to do digital media right now. Uh, and I say right now because I wasn't where I started in this world, if that makes sense. I grew up in Southern California, uh, went up to school at Colorado State. Uh, state was there for a few years, moved down to Arizona, and that's where I've been for the last 23 years. So I'm in Phoenix, Arizona now. Uh, went through the financial services world into the digital marketing world slash consulting, if you will, when it comes to marketing specifically on LinkedIn. And that's what I'm doing nowadays. Uh, 100% of my time and effort is working with clients uh, to help them get uh, new connections on LinkedIn continue to engage those particular connections throughout the course of the life of them being connected and then ultimately helping them to just uh, try and drive business on the, on that platform. That's great. That's great. Um, tell me about, um, Arthur, the, uh, the poster behind you. What, what's that about? This one over here. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my movie poster from when I was a kid. Um, and when I say when I was a kid, it was about 14, 15 years old at the time. Um, and, but I was a child actor. I grew up in Southern California, as I mentioned before, and I started modeling and acting when I was about um, nine, 10 years old. And my mom went through the process because she was born and raised in Southern California, too. And she saw many people go into the acting business and they, you know, they got into the bad stuff, if you will, drugs, alcohol, you name it, especially child actors. So she never wanted me to follow that route. So she said, look, you can start by modeling. So I did a bunch of modeling. Uh, I did that for about a year and a half. And when I say a bunch of modeling, I did JCPenney's, uh, Robinson's May, I did Dillard's, I did uh, you know, McDonald's, I did all these poster things for like Miller's Outpost, you name it. I was that kid in the store when you went into the mall that was me I did that for a couple of years and then I finally wore it down enough and she said okay you can do commercials so I got into things like high C and McDonald's and you know JC Penney's commercials like uh, stuff like that and then she's like fine you can do a sitcom uh two weeks after she told me I could do a sitcom I got booked on Knott's Landing and then I got you know a part on the Wonder Years and Family Ties and a bunch of other stuff that was there uh and then ultimately I ended up with a movie role and that was uh i'll be the first to tell you that was uh this is a movie that is not going to keep you super entertained it's it's humorous it's fun it's a it's a kids movie uh but it's very much like a goonies if you will uh we're a bunch of kids that get into trouble chasing this thing and i'm the kid that gets everybody in trouble so i'm the kid that says hey let's go do this and we're not supposed to and we're on a you know a kid's field trip or a, a class field trip with our teacher and whatnot but uh that was the the role that i had in that particular movie and you know if you go back and look through it all my claim to fame is i was winnie cooper's boyfriend on the wonder years uh for a couple episodes so i i was the guy that she broke up with kevin for when they were in high school Oh, so, it's awesome. Yeah. awesome that was that was me that was my that was my claim to fame when it came to the acting business so there you go that's great that's great yeah um well tell us a little bit about um your your company 
what yep. you do and and kind of the premise and and who's who's a key uh, a key target for that. Yeah, let me let me tell you, let me back it up to where it all started from. Okay. I was a you know, got into the financial services industry back in 99 and I was fresh out of college, wet behind the years. And they basically sat you down and they handed you, you know, you sat down at a desk, you got a phone and a computer, and that was it. And then they gave you a stack of blank, you know, contact cards. And they said, go find your own phone numbers, go find your own, you know, list to call on, call every friend, 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 family member, you name it, and try to get their business. And I started at a time when stock market was going through the roof. I mean, I was licensed in June of 1999. Uh, my license officially started in April, but I went live in June. Um, but the uh, the times the market was going through the roof, right? Tech craze. Everybody was thinking the end of the world was going to happen. And the four horsemen of the, the, the tech world, Microsoft, Cisco, and the rest of them. Um, and I was, it was easy at first because it, it didn't matter who you called, you could get somebody on the phone. They were interested in what you had to offer because everybody wanted to make money. Well, then March of 2000 happened. And as we all know, if you don't, if you don't recall or too young and you're watching this, uh, the markets crashed. Uh, they were down 30% uh, or more that year. Uh, some stocks were down as much as 80 and 90% that year. People's portfolios were losing value left, right, and center. And that went on for the better part of two or three years. But I still had to cold call through all of that. And throughout that entire process, um, I created this system that I, that I had that was very detailed, very organized. And it all started with good quality prospects that I knew lived in good neighbors, neighborhoods down here in Phoenix. So I would look up expensive zip codes, if you will, and I would start pulling numbers out of the old Coles directory. So again, for those of you that are too young, those were like phone books, if you will. And a lot of people don't even know what a phone book is. It's a Google search nowadays. So that's what we had to do. And I had this whole process that I used for the better part of my career uh, as a financial advisor, all the way up until when I started adding in webinars and seminars and things like that. And this was probably 2010, 2012. Well, about 2014, 15, LinkedIn was becoming very popular. Uh, obviously for a B2B type of spot, it was considered the like an online networking program and you could get on there and you could find people with all the demographic information that had interests and in things that you liked, but was all business related, right? It's not your Facebooks. You're not telling people about, you know, what you ate for dinner kind of thing. You're talking about business and trying to get business. So I decided to take all that I had created system-wise in my cold calling efforts and apply it on LinkedIn to really drill down into companies. And there's a lot of companies, tech companies down here in Arizona that I could do that with. And some of them were like the Honeywells and the Motorola's of the world. So uh, I was basically taking the clients that I had at those companies that I had been nurturing for years and getting connected to them on LinkedIn and then trying to connect everybody that they were connected to within their company, right? So all of a sudden that started ballooning dramatically. And we got in, me and, and when I say we, me and my two partners at the time, we got in very heavily with General Dynamics here in town. And at one point in time, between the three of us, we had one-tenth of their plant population as clients. And that was 350 plus people because they had 3,500 people that worked at the place. So for us, we would walk into their plant and they'd be like, oh, hey, Art, Matt, Dave, what are you guys doing? You know, And it was super easy for us to establish credibility. So 
the process that we used was pretty simple. Find out who you want to go after, get them to connect with you, and then really just engage them in conversation from there, not too frequently. And I think that's what a lot of people miss nowadays on LinkedIn is the not too frequently part, uh, because the idea is to start a conversation and to continue that conversation if there's an opportunity for business to be had. So I then took all of that information on LinkedIn, sequenced it, processed it, automated certain parts of it, not all of it, but just certain parts of it to the point where I, I started calling it cold clicking. And I'm like, well, that's a cool name. So guess what? I went out and got a trademark. <laughs> so I could say I've got an official trademark to my name. Um, and, and it's cold click. And that's what we do as as part Wait, of my- you get that my, you get that trademarked? Cold click? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I did that. I did that about two years ago. I started the process, and last year I got the official trademark on it by last summer. So it's about a year now. So Cold Click is officially trademarked under us, and the you know we switched our website over to that just recently. Everything else, but that's literally what you're doing. You're just using a digital media platform like LinkedIn to connect and engage with people in a systematic fashion to where there's some automation so you're not having to copy, paste, and send. And then really you're just trying to engage those people in a conversation because that's where it all starts, right? It's not the Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day, hey, buy this insurance type thing. You can't ever get you know get good quality leads out of that. So I always tell people our jobs to get people to start talking to you. It's your job to do what you do and, and continue that conversation and hopefully turn it into some business from there. And that's, that's what we do on a day-to-day -day basis now. We're 100% LinkedIn exclusively in the direct messaging platform. We don't do advertisements. We don't do posts. We don't do any of that kind of stuff. We just literally help you to manage those engagements on your profile. That's us in a nutshell. Let's talk about this at a higher level. Um, yep. the, um, LinkedIn, for example, um, I mean, we can call it social media, but LinkedIn is kind of the, the social media for business people, right? Without, without um, a doubt, yeah. You know, let's let's talk about that at a high level, the culture of it, people's reticence to engage. Um, but also, I mean, here here's the, you know, the the common common response is you'll see some um I I guess virtue signaling person post that says, Oh, well, you know, if you're gonna connect with me or you know, on LinkedIn and you don't know me, that's the number one thing is don't connect if you don't know me. Um, you know, good luck yeah. to all the young people or anybody starting out or anybody trying to grow their network, right? So correct. Um, and then there's also the people that gripe about that immediate um, message that comes across saying hello. They not understand how it works when you go to connect and you can do a personal message. Well, that personal yeah. message might say, "Hey, we haven't met." Being truthful, I'm not trying to pretend I'm yeah. someone I'm not, but I would like to connect with you. You're here in. Uh, Phoenix or wherever, and you know, would would love to grab a coffee sometime. And, yeah, and uh, that you're, 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 automatically. Yeah, yeah, and you're and you're pointing out the the biggest gripe that a lot of people have on LinkedIn because yes, there are a number, if not thousands, of companies like mine out there that are fully automated that come out and they say, hey buy our software, use our software, set up this sequence and start pounding people daily to try to get them to connect with you. 
that's not the approach, right? Yeah, that we, we know that that's the same thing as cold calling, right? You call somebody during dinner, what are they going to do? Probably going to hang up on LinkedIn, right? Exactly. And it, and it does nowadays. It would get you kicked off on LinkedIn because they have a lot of restrictions on that. But to your point, you just, you said it perfectly. It's not about being dishonest and doing the bait and switch. It's about saying, hey, Brady, we're not connected yet. I looked at your profile on LinkedIn because guess what? You probably had it public and I looked at it and I, and there's some things about what I saw that I would love to discuss with you further. Can we do that? And you've asked for that permission at that point. And if they choose to connect with you, then yes, guess what? They're choosing to say, Hey, I'm willing to start this conversation and this engagement with you. And I'm willing to take it to whatever level it needs to go to from there. But where other where where people then go, unfortunately, is they go, okay, well, here's the sale opportunity. No, that's not it. That's yeah. not how this works. What that is, is it's the opportunity for you to ask that person about themselves and give them the opportunity for you to, to either open the door for further conversation or to show you what you can possibly be helping them out with. And I truly believe that if you go into your LinkedIn campaigns that way, you're going to have the highest success rate when it comes to people that are open and willing to working with you and or just partnering with you in some way. I have people that I've talked to two years ago, three years ago now on LinkedIn that have never used my service, but recommend me all the time because it's not right for them, but it's perfect for people that they do business with. So I, that's the biggest thing that I coach people through when they're, when they're doing their messaging, because the messaging is key. And you're exactly right. It's not about, hey, let's connect because I want to sell you this product or service. It's, hey, let's connect because I genuinely want to get to know you as a person. I want to understand what it is that you do. I want to know how I can help you. That's a huge one that people forget about all the time. What's, what's wrong with helping somebody for free and not getting paid for it? If you can do something to help somebody else out there, why not? Like you said, all these young people, they don't have the luxury that I had where I could pick up a phone and start dialing for hours at a time. I, I, I could do that when I started in the business. God forbid I had to do it now. But nowadays, you try to dial somebody, it comes across as spam. It cut, you, know, you get blocked. You get all kinds of – they just don't answer if they don't recognize the number. So there's so much – it's such a harder area to break into, especially on the business side of things. So, again, if you don't want to be on LinkedIn and talk to other business professionals – don't put your profile out there because people are going to ask to, to, you know, have a coffee with you or have a conversation. And then also that you don't have to be rude. You could always just say, Hey, I'm not interested right now. Try me again some other time or it's not for me or whatever. You know what I found Arthur is, is the people that do publicly complain. They're typically not the decision makers anyway. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. And, that, and it's funny because uh, a lot of the, you know, so-called social influencers that are out there, um, they make a good living doing what they're doing. Don't get me wrong. But uh, a lot of them are, you know, going off of um, short-sighted or what I call myopic, uh, you know, resources. They're making their money by people watching their videos. So you have to think about that when you're reading their content. Is their content really there for you or is it there for them? Because is it the buzzwords that are getting them looks and views and likes and advertising dollars that are paying them to continue to do those videos? Or is it truly what's really going on out there in the world? Okay. And it's not to say that some of it isn't, but you always have to look at it with, the, with that kind of approach. And that's, to your point, they're usually not the ones that are making the decisions and they might not be your ideal client. That's right. So, and, and, you know, that's what I tell, tell my people is, you know, be active on LinkedIn because it is, you know, it's, 
it's the modern day, um, you know, marketplace really for, for the business world. And, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of people, for example, at our company that, that may not be working here, um, you know, two or three years from now. But that doesn't yep. mean that, you know, they shouldn't expand their, you know, their network and whatnot. Yeah, I don't want to encourage, you know, I, I love everybody that's here to stay yeah. here. But, you know, you need to be focused on, on your personal development and professional development um, and getting out there and networking. And, and LinkedIn's a great way to do that. Arthur, before we jump off, what are some what are some top things that you see successful people do on LinkedIn? Um, I'd like to put myself in that category. Um, For sure. People that are successfully using LinkedIn, um, okay. you know, can you give me a top three or, or top five things that people should be doing? Absolutely. So the biggest thing that I have found in consulting with LinkedIn in the last seven years, sales fail when you don't follow up. The people that do the best in my platform or using any platform for that matter are the people that are following up with those that are responding. What I mean by following up is not sending them a message back because they messaged you. That's step number one of possibly six or 12 months mm -hmm. worth of follow-up. And my point is, is that uh, uh, we can go out there and get you new connections. There's, they're in abundance. You're gonna get connection rates 25, 30%. That's just across the board, that's the industry average. Not to mention, you're going to get people that are going to say something to you. They're going to say hi. They're going to say, yes, I accept it. They're going to say, no, thank you. I'm not interested. You know, yes, let's talk, whatever. That's about 15%. It's the other 85% that connect with you that don't get a reply back from you at some point in time or don't get continued messaging. That's where you're failing in this process if, you're, if you don't have that set up. And when people say that they're interested or they're not interested, you're the shiny object. And you got to look at it that way. You're the shiny object in that moment. They went, ah, that sounds interesting. I'm going to respond. They reply to you. It may be an hour or two before you reply back because of whatever your business day is looking like. Guess what? You got to make yourself the shiny object again, man. They might be onto something else. So if they don't respond right away, you've got to put them into a sequence where you can follow up with them over the course of the next, say, week or two or three or five, put them into a contact management system. That's where people succeed within this process. That's the most successful. And you have to be responsive. Don't get a message back from somebody, wait a week and a half to get back to them. You got to be responsive. And if you're not, if you're not willing to do that within the system and in the platform, then it's probably not the right place for you to be working. Because you're gonna you're gonna lose people's interest pretty quickly. People don't look at, at LinkedIn like they do Facebook and Instagram and the rest. There's people like me that do it all day long because it's my job, it's what I do. But the majority of people don't. They look at it once, maybe twice a week, maybe once a day. And at that point, you've got to be the one that's reaching back out. So if you want to be successful on LinkedIn, have a process, follow up, and make sure that you're putting people into a sequence even outside of LinkedIn if they've given you permission. Put them into an email sequence there to make sure that you're staying in constant contact with them, for sure. That is tremendous advice, Arthur. I do want to um, reconnect and have you back on again. I, I think, of course. You, know, you know, digging into some additional processes and, you know, what, how people can build this into their day-to-day -day activities and whatnot and, and, and. That can be very helpful um, and valuable. I, I will tell you, I'll tell you what the what most people are missing on LinkedIn right now is they're not taking advantage of events. That's what they're missing. We have a whole thing that we do around events. And I will tell you the demographic information that you get from an event 
is priceless. When you have a thousand people or 500 people that's, that accept an invitation to come to an event that you put on LinkedIn, imagine how powerful that is now because you know those 500 people were interested. So you also know that all, 98% of them have email addresses and about 50% of them have phone numbers. So you can call those people. You can email them because they said that they were interested. That's priceless. That's what's being missed on LinkedIn as well. So that might be a topic for one of our, our further conversations. Absolutely. A tremendous advice. Thank you, Arthur, so much for joining. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here at Brady's Corner. Arthur, uh, such great advice. Thank you for joining us today. Everybody, if you like what you heard, please make sure to give a thumbs up. Uh, share and, and comment. Would love to hear from you all and definitely share on LinkedIn. Um, until next time, talk to you then.